Okay, here we go. Season five, episode eighteen. Burns is there and make this cold open real quick, Shanks. I got I got a scumbag to sewer. Here we go, Shane. Get it going. Oh please, there's only one fat guy who brings us presents. His name ain't Santa. Now let's give it up for table five. Ah 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 ah. Table five. Table five. How did you know that I was going to sewer scumbag Santa? How'd you know that? I didn't know. What did Santa, did you get coal? What's wrong with Santa? No, a specific Santa. Not Santa in general, a specific Santa from the original Rudolph uh, movie or oh yeah sure i watch that every year it's it's hilarious the family and i we watch it as a tradition we just make fun of it more and more every year yeah so, so i watched it obviously my little girl's too young to know what's going on but we watched it together for the first time a few days before we recorded this and what a scumbag the santa is in that uh, he's almost as bad as coke neil's grandpa or unfunny adam sandler um he just exploits people <laughs> that's all he does he 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 gives donner crap about having a son with a red nose, as if Donner did it on purpose. Uh, he He's rude to his unpaid slave labor elves. The guy's got free labor, and the guys, the little elves yep. even, they sing him a song. He doesn't even care. He's just sitting there. He ignores Mrs. Claus's cooking. Uh, and then, oh, now I need help. Okay, now the guy who can actually help me get through the fog and the snow in, in Rudolph, now he can be part of my team, even though I basically labeled him a freak. What a scumbag. Absolute scumbag. I, I just want to say to uh, Hermie, the elf, uh, there is no dentist in the North Pole, and there's candy everywhere. It makes sense that you need a dentist there, so that he should not be getting flack for wanting to take care of everyone's teeth. That's right. That's a re- yeah, a good point, right? They're eating uh, candy canes and penguin and all the other stuff that's up there at the North Pole, and uh, the poor guy just wants to you know do something different instead of you know his unpaid slave labor, right? Yeah, he's not a he's not a good person at all. Um, Santa, the, not no, Harvey. this Santa. is man's work, and you know all the other stuff. The whole uh, thing is kind of a little off. <laughs> well, that's Donner who says that the man's work. That's when he goes out to find Rudolph. Right. Yes. This is man's. So what does that have to do with anything? Ah, uh, crazy. People, different times in the fifties. You know, like we, I think we've talked about this before. People were smoking cigarettes, eating cigarettes, eating asbestos. Uh, Watching that stupid honeymooner show, oh, they didn't know what was going on. It was messing with their, their, uh, their brains, right? Yeah, pretty much. And there was uh, lead-based paint everywhere, and, lead, and they were eating lead-based paint. So all those things coming together, all sorts of carcinogens that people were eating back then. So they didn't know what the hell was going on. Uh, Burns is air though. Very, very good episode here. Um, for me, I've I've gone three straight tens. I don't think this is quite a ten for me. Very, very good episode off the bat. Uh, off, off the top of my head, I don't think it's quite there. Um, this is another one of those ones where you don't overthink things when it comes to trying to create Simpsons episodes. We've, in in past episodes, we've kind of created things on a whim that sound like they have some legs to them. This is one. Jace Richdale, only credit for Jace, basically just pitched on a whim. Burns Burns becomes uh, or Burns needs an heir, picks part. Do there's your episode. Go with it. Um, a lot of good uh, Burns gags in this one. Very right good. Right at the top, yeah. too. Very start of the episode. Yeah. yeah there's, a, there's a lot of uh, a lot of gags, but for some reason, I don't recall this one uh, being a 10. And I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure why. Maybe because the third act isn't as good. Uh, there's some good lines, like the Bob Mackie line and stuff like that, but I don't know if this is necessarily 
um, a 10 for me. But before we get into our quick rankings, actually before we even do what I was going to say before the rankings, go check out Crave Donuts because they have really good, really good donuts. Oshawa and Whitby, open till Christmas. Uh, so if you want to share some donuts with the family, make sure you check out check out Crave. Delish. Absolutely delicious. Um, what I was going to say was if you were in this scenario – Say that you were going on stage, maybe you were following Millhouse, so you had a bit of an advantage, but you were before Bart, and you were going to give your quick pitch to a million, not specifically Burns, but just like a millionaire or billionaire, to be their heir and inherit their money, what would you do off the top of your head? If I was being chosen? Yeah, sell yourself, basically say, mm. how I'm your heir, how would you sell yourself to do so? Uh, I am easygoing. Uh, low maintenance. Um, you won't even know I'm there. And uh, I'll pretty much do whatever you say as long as I actually become your your heir. <laughs> so that, that's your quick pitch? That's your sell? I guess, yeah. Yeah, I, think- I don't have any like fun tricks. Like I don't know magic tricks or something to keep you entertained. It is what it is. I can cook and clean like if that helps, but I feel like a millionaire or a billionaire wouldn't need that. Um, Burns is – this is for Burns though, Yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's I'm, just say- I'm not evil, you know. So I like I can't really sell them that like I'm going to enjoy being evil to people. So I don't know if I'd make a good hire specifically for Mr. Burns. Okay. So if you're doing a quick Burns pitch, it might not be very successful. You might end up like Millhouse here. Uh, yeah, and- I don't think I'm, I'd make a good air for Mr. Burns. Yeah. I think I'd go into it with I'd be like, uh, we got to go back to the ways of the 1880s. We got to crap on all the plebs and all the peons. Um, I'll reign with an iron fist. Uh, I'll ride a fat person to work like you did back in the day, uh, and I'll cripple an Irishman for you. And I think that probably would do it. I think I'd be in. I think you just gotta, yeah. you, even if you don't mean it, you just got to play on it, and then hopefully he dies fast, and you take his money and use it for good. Also, Bart and Mister Burns are the same blood type. That's right. right. That's been established, so in it just kind of makes more sense too. Yeah, I guess it kind of does, right? They are kind of. It's like Harry Potter and Voldemort at this point. They're kind of coexisting within each other. Well, sort of. Yeah, he's got uh, some spare parts. If he ever needs a blood transfusion, there's Bart. That's a good point. You know what? Bart should have used that as a selling point. They should have called back to that. Be like, man, come on. They never addressed that after that episode. They never do. Just a one-off. <laughs> yeah, the Bart saved his life, and that's just never mentioned ever again. Like they, they could keep coming back to it. It would be a funny callback if they did keep coming back to it, but it's a shame now. They that had I their chance, yeah. The, yeah, this is the perfect chance to do so. Overall, it's a pretty good story. There are some great gags. There's some visual gags and stuff, too, that are, are pretty good. But I, if I recall correctly, the third act drags a little bit, uh, and the story kind of gets flat. And that is what's holding it back from being a perfect 10 and ending the streak of perfect 10s. For me, I still think it's going to be fairly high up. I'm going to give it a 9.6. But something in my memory tells me it tails off toward the end. What about yourself? I was thinking 9.2. Yeah, 9.2, just because I don't remember all the gags. I just kind of remember the opening gags with Mr. Burns and then, like, the end. Yeah. And 9.2 for you is your lowest rating in the past four episodes, not since mm. uh, Lisa versus Malibu Spacey. Had a good run. Yeah, we had, a, we had a really good run there. Possibly the three strongest episodes, chunk of episodes of all time, definitely up to this point in the series. So you're coming in uh, a little bit low. This one, yeah, it's it's one of those ones where like there are very distinct moments, like Bart up on stage reading Homer's cards, the Bob Mackie, 
the Richard Simmons robot. So there are a couple of things that really, really stick out. But you're right. There are some things, there are some gaps here and there. And I wonder if that's going to reflect on our overall score because maybe those gaps just weren't very good. And that's why they aren't at the forefront of our mind when we look back on this episode. But we're going to find out. That's the whole point of this show. So I'm going over the 9.6. Shane's going over the mm-hmm. 9.2. Uh, before we get to this episode, though, a word from our tasty, tasty sponsor. Donuts, Simpsons, Simpsons Donuts. It just goes hand in hand. Yeah, you know what, Shane? It really does. And for the best donuts in the world, you got to check out Crave Donuts. They've got locations in Oshawa and Whitby, Ontario. And these Simpsons-loving donut bakers, they're creating some of the most delicious treats imaginable. They've got a year-round menu with the likes of a cosmic brownie donut, a churro cruller. They've even got the Simpsons-inspired pink vanilla sprinkle. Yeah, and there's a rotating menu inspired by each season. In the fall, they've got apple pie, pumpkin spice cheesecake. Doesn't that sound delicious? That sounds absolutely amazing. To top it all off, there's weekly specials. They've got some surprises each and every week, so keep an eye on that. Open Wednesday through Sunday. Check out their website, CraveDonuts.com, as well as their Instagram for all the details. Trust us. If you're in the GTA, go hit up Crave because you're going to end up with a belly full of goodness. It's probably going to cause you to make some sounds sound a little like this. Go nuts. Okay, here we go. Burns is there. Now that we talked about this a lot, I'm really trying to rack my brain for some of the either plot points or gangs overall that I might be missing. I can't think of them and I'm now I'm kind of pleasantly surprised, because the last three or four, I've been Ooh, able to bouncy go... balls. Yeah, bouncy Sorry. ball couch gig. That's pretty cool. I don't remember that couch gig in the slightest. No, that's a good one. <laughs> yep. Nothing exciting ever happens. Congratulations, Homer Simpson! You've just won the employee raffle! The job of industrial chimney sweeper day. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, the, uh, the the spin choice wheel that Peggy uses in uh, King of the Hill and in the office with the, the wheel. Like if you make a big deal about something, even though it's crappy, yeah. Like people, if they especially if they think they've won something. Such a great prize. Yeah. Oh well, it may be a dirty job, but the big guys at the top work even. No, hard. they do not. <laughs> Oh, no, definitely not. Usually not. I love that Burns is watching this happening. That's pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's eating extra fancy chips. Yeah, with a top hat and a bathtub. Oh, what a good gag. The gently wet sponge. <laughs> oh, just drowning him. So now we get an alternate Burns history, because we saw kind of a little bit of it with Bobo in the last season. No, or that's True. earlier this season. This is the same season. Look at that. That's a good gag. Yeah. yeah. It's like 1880. All right. We're finally going to stop those corporate pigs from dumping that nuclear waste. Oh, no, our boat is sinking. It was us, <laughs> you fools. The man you trusted isn't wavy gravy at all. Nice undercover job for Mr. Burns, and somehow has the strength at this age to throw a guitar. Yeah, yeah nothing like harmless tobacco. Yeah, and then he's able to just jump over a boat and swim away. I got a mink shanty, sir. I hope that. 
Oh my god, Mr. Burns is dead! I love how Smithers doesn't even try to help yeah, him. Yeah, why don't you like, try to just, you know, see a CPR, CPR yeah. get him out of the water? No, you can't catch a cold from being cold. That's nonsense. Yeah, that's that's true. I think it does. The only slight truth to that is it lowers your immune system slightly. Yeah. So you're more susceptible to catching something, but being cold does not make you get sick. I kind of like that they do get right to the point, but I feel like there would have been a better way for Burns to realize that he needs an heir. Like what? Like maybe he was uh, walking through a carnival and he saw some kids playing on uh, bumper cars and he's like, gets another flashback to hitting the Irishman? That, see, there you go. Even that callback there. Yeah. I'm a big fan of callbacks. <laughs> TH, yes. <laughs> explodes. It is like one of the best like sound openings though. It is. It is pretty hype. You know, this is kind of like Willy Wonka in a way. It kind of is. Yeah, I don't understand about like. I get that their point there. They're trying to hit with the vast, vast stuff, but it's. I don't know. The joke didn't really hit it. But it is like Willy Wonka, sort of. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Get ourselves some snacks. In the Lily Langtree Theater? I don't understand that joke. Why does he have a theater called that? Yeah, I didn't really understand that sign gag. This is you. Yes. That would be me as well. <laughs> That's also me. See, that's not a bad, that's not a bad approach, Nelson. Oh, I love this. Clang, clang, clang with the trolley. Ring, ring, ring with the bell. Zing, zing, zing with my heart. <laughs> Thank you. Give the bully an extra heart. <laughs> I propose to you that your heir need not be a boy. In this phallocentric society of ours... Yeah, I don't know what phallocentric means, but no ah, That's girls. a pretty good joke. So much for Plan B. That's it, boy. You're our last hope. Oh, I just don't want to be your dad. Besides, I started a fire this morning that I really should keep an eye on. Bart, this isn't the kind of thing I normally would think was a good idea. But you wouldn't have to. Wait I love the uh, the card joke coming up here of Bart reading it. It reminds me of "It's Always Sunny" with Charlie's literacy. Congratulations! You've just graduated from the most expensive and therefore best school there is. Nice dig at Harvard. Hello, Marge. I'm Lee Majors. Will you come away with me? I guarantee, like ninety percent of people who are watching this now would not know who Lee Majors is. Oh yeah, they don't know who this. No. I've got to stop fantasizing about Lee Majors. Oh, one more. I do like that sound, though. It's a nice sound effect. Okay, boy. I wrote down exactly what to say. Just read it, and you're a shoo-in. Hello, Mister. Kearns, I bad want money now. Me sick. Ooh, he turned me good. <laughs> so pick, please, me. That's a great guy. That is really good. Kearns, stupid. No, it's not. Disregard. Do 
Oh uh, yeah, the old timey boot. This is pretty good. The du the double wield, <laughs> like to one to lower it down and the other to fling the boot. It's a great gag. And then from this point forward, they kind of became a little bit obsessed with the kicking a butt. Yeah, they they love uh, in the next like three four seasons. There's all sorts of um, kicking a bum in there. Or just bum in general. Somebody must have liked ass. This area looks exactly the same as when the hot dog vendor is. Yeah, at the. Uh, yeah, that is great advice. You just, you just never try. You failed miserably. It's kind of like Vince Vaughn in Dodgeball. He's like, I have no. Uh... Yeah, he's just. Uh, yeah. Oh, the egg advisory council. That's, that's a good joke. Bird has become petrified and lost its sense of direction. I think it's a rock, sir. <laughs> we'll see what the lad has to say about that. <laughs> Jeez. That's good nonsense. I'm kind of surprised they didn't do it like a. Like, I guess it. Where are the hounds? Yeah, exactly. what I was just going to say. Like, he always unleashes the hounds on people. Especially a large group of people on his property. He's not releasing the hounds. Oh, stupid no solicitor signs. My grandma had two on her door. They, they don't care. I really hate solicitors, though. Yeah. We have a lot of my neighborhood. It. They're just, um, you know, they're just trying to make a living, but they are very annoying. <laughs> Solid Christmas Carol nonsense. How the kid looks like he's in 1880. <laughs> That wasn't a very good first act overall. Like it, a lot of it felt kind of forced. Uh, I really like the sponge gag, but besides that, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Yeah, it's a couple of nice parts, like the lesson is never trying stuff. Oh, you always want to get the old people stank out. It smells like urine and old baked potato. Yeah, something like that. Poor Grandpa. I'm kind of upset that there wasn't more interaction between Grandpa and Mr. Burns here. Yeah, especially because they do, you know, establish the story. They have a history later. together, yeah, yeah. They do have a history. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, let's push him down the steps. What steps? He's not going over any steps. Yeah, we don't have any steps. It doesn't make any sense. They have the stoop, but it's not a step. Well, or it's one step. Getting too obsessed about the steps. Oh, how can Bart get to do that? And I can't spend one night lurking in the bushes outside Chef Boyardee's house. That's another bad joke. Yeah. That's not that's not good. But I knew you children see me as some sort of booger man, but uh, I'm really What do we got there? Those potatoes, peas and something? Uh, it looks like garlic uh, cloves. It's like garlic cloves, peas, and brown. <laughs> Maybe those are supposed to be uh, scallop potatoes. Maybe. Ooh, I haven't had scallop taters in a long time. Is Jello still made from hooves? Okay. Hmm. I want pizza, and I want it delivered by Krusty the Clown. Uh, okay. You're you're the high. What's the first thing that you tell Mr. Burns to do for you? 
I'd go with the inside reference and say I want the single plum floating in perfume served in a man's hat. Mm. I'll ask for all of the products. So nuts and gum, Ooh. the juicer, all that stuff. Nice 1980s Falklands Islands reference. Poor Crunchy. This one came out back on April 14th, 1994, just a couple of days before I turned two. And uh, Turner Classic Movies launched that day. What was the first movie, Shane? And The Simpsons have a dig in it with Mole Man saying, didn't that movie used to have a war in it? And they drag him off. What movie's that? Uh, Pearl Harbor. Same, yeah, same thing. Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Homer eats the flowers. Oh, yeah, he's eating the flowers. And tulips, too, which are toxic. That makes a lot of sense. Well, at least he's eating them in the right spot because he's going to be there for a while. Yeah, that's such a random joke. Burns house has everything. A hedge maze, a moat, bleached hardwood floors, and a bottomless pit. It couldn't possibly be bottomless. Well, for all intents and purposes. Oh, they're now so Bart is them. essentially Richie Rich. Yeah, at this point. Richie Rich came out around this time too, didn't it? Didn't come out in 94 with Macaulay Culkin? I believe it was the early 90s. Yeah. yeah. Horrible movie. There's been a few different iterations of it. Lisa, quit getting in the way of your wealthy brother's peace. Oh, yuck, Really? What's wrong with meatloaf? Yeah. It's just ground beef. It was the MPs. <laughs> family is one thing, but I will not stand idly by and watch you feed a hungry dog. <laughs> Go to your room. No, That's basically what my fat basset hound thinks when I feed the smaller one. It's mad. That's his domination there. It's alpha dog. Now, if I recall correctly, the scene in syndication where Bart is in the security room, he's watching Homer eat the flowers, doesn't play. So the scene where he throws the flowers at Homer doesn't actually make a lot of sense unless the security scene is uh, played. Which it is in the DVD. Yeah, it is in the DVD. Which we're yeah. Get it off me. But yeah, I get it. Oh, man. Just well, I guess Mr. Bike. Burns can get him a new bike. Or what? The dogs. That's a great visual. That'd be very Dr. Evil of him. I wish that happened. I wish we got to see that instead of... Yes, he just locks the door. But in, remember when they in the in the future when they cut back to the robot Richard Simmons? Robot Richard Simmons is a great gag. Especially like when Richard Simmons went on Whose Lines It Anyways. That was one of the best episodes. Yeah, of that Lines one might be. That was hilarious. The all-time best. Lionel Hutz also expert shoe repair. That's good. I like that the ice cream place was called the Crematorium. I didn't notice that. Nice, nice catch. Excuse me, is there an orange Julius stand on this floor? I'll sell you this one. It's almost full. Well, why don't I drink out of a toilet bowl? <laughs> That's pretty good Hutz nonsense. But why is Skinner coming into Hutz's office to ask if there's an orange Julius? They aren't a thing anymore. Ooh, something wrong here. That's not the way he's supposed to look, is no, it? No, he has black hair still. Not yeah. Judge Snyder. You know, we should really stop hiring him. That's a great point by Marge. He's the worst lawyer. It's kind of like uh, the character Barry in Arrested Development, the horrible lawyer. Yeah, I if this is idea. definitely Richie Rich, though, this whole thing. Got an arcade machine, all these toys. 
Looks like he's got foosball in the back. Doesn't, which in the movie, the McCulkin movie, doesn't he have a, a, a place that looks just like this, like a playroom? Very similar. And he also wears a robe. They definitely pretty much copied it. They're playing homage, maybe. But Millhouse is also spoiled, because he's an only child. So. That's a great line. <laughs> just he's mesmerized by whoever the hell Bob Mackey's is. I'm assuming a fashion designer. Fair. I can be your schoolyard chum. Oh, this is good. That's uh, that might be the best gag. That, so far. Yeah, that might be yeah. it. I love how Mr. Burns always says "skadoo." I loved his 1920s football outfit there too. What the heck is forty thousand? Anyways. Yeah, is he going? He's not going forty thousand miles an hour. RPMs, maybe? I don't know. Oh, Santa's Village. Oh, there we go. There's the elf. This surprisingly has a couple of, like Christmas references in there. For no reason. Yeah, the elf guy. Nice. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, this is the best part of the episode. The brain deprogrammer guy with uh, what comes I forgot about him. Oh my god. I forgot this was this episode. Absolutely. I'm the one who successfully deprogrammed Jane Ponder, you know. What about Peter Fonda? What are they referencing there? What did? But I did get Paul McCartney out of wings. You idiot! He was the most talented. That's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I guess maybe they had something publicly wrong. I don't know. The Happy Earwig Motel. You do not love Mr. Burns. You love Homer and Marge. You are their son. What you're doing is wrong. 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 Do you mind? You're killing the romance in here. It's crazy, Quimby. Oh, this is so good. Well, it was a grueling <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> Can only imagine. Yeah! Oh my god. This is great. <laughs> I love it. Can I keep him anyway? That's so good. And then, yeah. Oh, that's some MP Chimpy. I don't remember this one. Hmm. So they go in the US Mint. Mm -hmm. so oh, okay. Get the money. Gonna turn him into paper. Oh money. yeah, he gets made into money. Yeah. Ah uh, yes. This was actually a clue on Jeopardy a couple days ago. I was watching Scratchy was the answer. Should have been Chimpy, realistically, but they don't know that. That's not a bad one. It's kind of underrated. And the Burns just loves how. Oh, I love when Mr. Burns gets so happy from evil doings. Oh yeah, we see the elf again here. That's right. I was like, I knew he was in here somewhere. This is fantastic. People, that was all wrong. Homer Simpson doesn't say bow, he says do. Sorry, MP, but I'm having trouble with this character. 
Is he supposed to have some kind of neurological... It's a great question. Is Homer slow? Also, is this supposed to be Michael Caine? I mean, what the hell am I doing here? I think... Yeah, you're right. By the way, Michael Caine, great actor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's the And then there's the elf guy, yeah. With the stogie going, I love it. We'll just get it right. We'll all be back doing come blow your horn at the... Favorite Michael Caine, uh, role? Oh, definitely, uh, as, uh... Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's, and that's the convincing, yeah. Uh, I have to say him... Oh. Either Austin Powers' dad, because he has one of my favorite lines in the history Oh, Austin Powers 3, yeah. Uh, with the cold, blimey, thought of smelled cabbage when Mini Me comes in, <laughs> or uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, Love that. What was that other one? Sorry, the Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh yeah, sure. Scrooge. Mine would have to be Harry Brown. One of his more serious roles. He's like a an old person badass. I don't remember that one. I don't think I ever saw it. Ooh, that is an underrated uh, Michael Caine movie. He's like an ex like war guy. His wife dies. Uh, he's in like. Uh, forget he's like in england or something and there's a bunch of teens doing drugs and stuff and he fixes them up real good huh. <laughs> sounds kind of bleak this calls for a celebration but happy somehow um yeah it's a little bleak but you know he, he's a good guy in it where is lenny coming from that he just walks through this door if you can tell me why i shouldn't fire you without using the letter e you can keep your job just say i'm good um i'm a good work Smart. This is like Airbud, basically. Oh, maybe not Airbud, but I can't think of another compa uh, comparison. Airbud, a great Canadian film franchise. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> Gift certificates to Blockbuster, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's pretty fire. I miss Blockbuster, I really do. I loved going to pick out a movie. Ooh, yeah, it was fun. Now everything's just like at your fingertips. Yeah. Mine smelled like Subway. Because it was next to a Subway. Oh, uh, mine smelled like stale. The 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 overall framing of this shot doesn't really make sense because Burns was standing right next to him behind the desk, and then out of nowhere he's somehow in front of the desk on standing on the platform to nowhere. Doesn't really work. Son, I know you're upset because you thought you saw us on TV saying we didn't watch in our family. Also, how does Homer? Oh yeah. Actors playing us. How do you know? Because one of them hung out with me for a week trying to get my character down. Yeah, me too. That Mitchie taught me a lot about his Yeah. Family. The point is the real Simpson family missed you a lot and were really Airbud franchise. Countries, United States and Canada. There you go. There we go. I don't know why I'm proud of that, but yeah. Here we go. And now I want you to meet your new brother. Yes. dudes. <laughs> There are a few really redeeming. It's like kissing a peanut. That is such there a are good some line. really good redeeming things out of this episode, though. But it does fall short in a few areas. It kind of doesn't grab your attention. <laughs> I love Marge's line as the credits start to roll. I want that thing. Not, not that guy. Not that person. I want that thing poor out of my house. Poor moment. Poor moment. You're right, though. There are some little good bits and pieces. I thought th I I remember the overall story being a little bit stronger, but the overall interactions between Bart and Burns, aside from mm -hmm. the football moment, which was really good, 
Um, True. It that, was good. That was great. Other than that, the interaction between the two characters was a lot weaker than I had remembered. Yeah, pretty bland. Yeah, it, was, it didn't seem real. It was very... Yeah. That's, yeah. Even though we're obviously watching a cartoon that where anything can happen, it, it felt forced. It didn't seem like um, this was actually an interaction between the two of them. It was almost like somebody's dream of the interaction. Like if Homer had dreamed the whole thing, or dreamt, whatever, and that was his dream. Yeah. Now that would have that would have made more sense. This just it doesn't seem right. You're right. Something's off about this, and I'm gonna have to have one of my biggest drops ever for an episode. This isn't even in the nine territories for me. This is an eight. I'm giving it just an eight. It's an A minus. Ooh, just eight on the dot, eh? Yeah. Okay. The the gags are the drop. saving grace because some of them. Uh, this is the, I think my second or third biggest drop ever. Since we started doing this, I'd have to go back to season two, I believe. There was one that I went way down. I can't recall off the top of my head. But uh, it's not that great. The, the gags save it because the overall story stinks. The gags save it and keep it in the A-minus territory. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to go down even further because it's, oh, it's, wow. it's not that justifying as good as some of the gags are. 7.5. This is, uh, for me, the weakest episode so far of season five, I had gone with, um, mm, I'd have to agree with that. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I'd gone with Bart's inner child. I dropped that one from an 8.8 to a 7.9. This is going from 9.6 to a 7.5. So I think a combination of recency bias and not really being able to remember a whole lot, just assuming it's a nine clouded my judgment. Yeah. 7.5. That's what I'm going with. What about yourself? Uh, I agree on most of your points there. Like it was, it dragged on in a few places. Mm-hmm. The story wasn't very compelling. Basically, yeah, I agree with all your points. Uh, but yeah, some of the gags were really good. So I started off at a 9.2. I'm going to go close to where you are. I'm going to go in at an 8. Just a strictly an 8? Keep it there? Yeah. Uh, and this, I think that would still be the weakest episode of the season for me. I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, you also... Yours is 7.2 also for Bart's Inner Child. Uh, which Ooh, also your weakest episode Child. of the yeah. season. Um, oh, is this better than Bart's Inner Child? Mm. Yeah, is it? Is it better? I think it is. Not by much, but I think it, it is. It is. Let me go seven, seven point eight. Seven. I had a feeling. Now that I, yeah, now that I'm thinking about what the rating I gave for Bart's Inner Child, yeah, we'll do seven point eight. Yeah, it's it's, it's still a good episode, but it's not one that you're gonna be like, yes, let's rewatch this. Honestly, if I. You know, let's say I was doing a rewatch where I wanted to hit all of the, the the big episodes from the Golden Age and stuff like that. I'm passing this one. I really am, and I think that's a telltale sign of it's just not. It doesn't live up to the standard of of what has been done towards the end of season four and into season five. It just kind of it falls flat. And it, I could I could honestly say I could go the rest of my life and never watch this episode again and not regret it. Like it's not bad, yeah, sure. but like it's in the same category as like season two episodes. If I never watched them again, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. That's that's, that's cool. It's that's one fine. of those episodes where you'd probably get more joy out of just looking up the gags on like YouTube and playing them. Yes, yeah, you you really don't need to watch the whole thing. Though I do say my favorite gag is going to be the the two mole man things. Homer, <laughs> Homer kissing. Yeah, him. yeah, Homer kissing mole man is the, yeah. especially the line of it's like kissing a peanut. Like you look at Mole Man and that line just that works. It's like that makes perfect sense. You could really see that he probably tastes like kissing a peanut, very stale, old, possibly dirty peanut. Uh, but yeah, great line. And um, his visual to him dressed up as Bart with the skateboard at the end is very, very good. 
as well. What are you going with though for yours? Uh, not that interesting. Same. Mole Man stole the show. Those his arc throughout the whole episode was the best arc. <laughs> and it's not even it's like nothing. He's on the screen for like forty five seconds, if that. Yeah, it's just great. Who doesn't Mole Man? I love his his character. So funny. Yeah, they um, they do use him a yeah. lot more after this. Like they they really figure out that they have something really good there. Oh yeah, and, uh, and actually, even the even the parts they have used them up to this point, like when Selma kicks him out of the car, and this isn't my house, and when uh, in the Trios of Horror, when his, his little gremlin explodes in front of the tree for no reason, so they've used him pretty well, and this is another great utilization of Mole Man. Because you're right, he really does. If Mole Man weren't in this episode, if they didn't include that and had it gone a different way, and it weren't as funny, this could be as low as maybe a seven, high six. Him in this episode gives it a full point. It was that good. Um, yeah, great guy. Yeah, it really is. Um, really, really yeah, funny. It's interesting. This is why we why we do this little series, to see if our nostalgia holds mm-hmm. up. It really didn't this time. The only thing that holds up continually, episode after episode, is when Shane does plug time. So take it away. Follow us on Twitter, Simpsons underscore EB. That's when you'll find out when new episodes drop. Hopefully we're on a better schedule now where we'll try to hit every Friday. But uh, yeah, and interact with us with polls and such. Nick runs the Twitter. Also, you're on most of you on Spotify. So if you could go to our page on Spotify and follow us and rate us, please, we'd appreciate that. Uh, And also comment on the episode on Spotify. Love to hear from you. Uh, But if not, please communicate with us on Twitter. Love hearing from everybody. And in the description, there is Crave Donut links. Please check those out. Fantastic donuts. Delicious. If you're in the GTA, definitely check them out. Uh, we were already eating them before they were a sponsor. <laughs> so they are delicious and they have like their uh, winter stuff out now. And um, yeah, delicious. Also in the description is a link called buy me a coffee. You click that, you can donate whatever money you'd like to the show. You don't have to, it's there. And uh, we'll use the money like somehow towards the actual show itself. Um, but yeah. Yes. Uh, lovely. See, consistent as always. That's consistent Shane. If he, who cares that he's a nerd like Melhouse? He's consistent. It's and, true. I offer everyone my love. Yes, yeah. he does. And that's all that matters in the end. What did it, you think of um, if an elf, like my music choice from the last episode, when I used um, uh, Toto? I forgot like about that. I was going to ask you about that because there are a couple of choices where, like, I, I don't know what the heck you're picking. And that might have been another one because I, I remember listening to it very quickly. And I was like, what the hell was that? And then... Uh, uh, I meant to ask you about it, and I completely. Why did you pick that? Oh, because he's talking about like Africa, right? African elephants. Oh, the plains down in, plains Africa. Down in Africa, and then like, Why and then elephants it? like terrorizing and almost killing you. Yeah, I just thought it'd be comedic to have like an elephant rampaging your work while that playing in the background. Ah, uh, that makes that makes a lot more. That also ties in really well. Nicely done. Run right over my head. But uh, uh, see, Shane, that's always, he's clever, too. He's not just consistent. He's clever as well. Um, but like Shane said, thank you for, for listening, interacting with us on, on Twitter and Spotify and wherever you may be. Please go check out Crave uh, Donuts as well, uh, especially sharing with your family coming up towards Christmas and whatnot. Um, really curious about the next episode, too. Sweets, uh, Skinner's badass. It's, it's like 58 characters or something crazy long, something like that. Sweet I can't even say it. But I don't like that. That is episode. a tongue twister. Sweet Seymour Skinner's badass lots of S's song. Yeah, six five five S's, yeah. Uh, not a fan of that episode, so we'll actually see if it can have some uh, redeeming qualities. 
uh, to that one. Maybe it's better than what we remember, the complete opposite of this one. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like Shane said, we'll hopefully be back on a more consistent schedule. Now that things are kind of calming down for us in, in regular life. And uh, just thanks for coming along with us for the ride, as always. For this one, Shane, um, give me a... Okay, here's the, here's the thing. Give me a disappointing song. And, and what I mean by that is something. It could be from a movie. It could be from a band. It could be from a video game. Something that you you hyped up in your mind or was hyped up that just let you down. Just kind of like this episode did. That disappointed you. That coincides with just uh, an overhype or a disappointment of something in general that can be played again. Sure. Played along to it. So here we go. Let's see what Shane comes up with. We'll catch you next time for, let me try this again, Sweet Sea Frig. Cut. We're done. I'm not trying that again. We'll see you next time. Have a good day, everybody. 239,000 miles from Earth, in the blackness of space, there is a giant rock called the moon. And in the year 2087, its future will be in the hands of one man. (laughs) Eddie Murphy is... Pluto Nash. Pluto. Pluto Nash. It is a pleasure to meet me. The battle between pretty evil... Let's get it right this time. ...and pretty good... Oh, yeah, look at that. Look at me. ...begins.